Welcome to the Justified Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Justified City Primeval. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking Season 1, Episode 3, Backstabbers. Uh, a lot of backstabbers in this episode. Aaron, what'd you think of it? I thought this was an okay kind of like setting things up for for the future justified it's like you know didn't didn't blow me away um it had some nice character moments with Raylan and his daughter um it kind of fleshed out how Carolyn feels about uh Clem Clement you know like uh she's she's thinks he's dangerous and wishes she was well shot of him um yeah and ends in kind of like you know this is weird transition thing because like i do not believe for a minute that we are done with willa um what did you think uh i like this episode quite a bit i i really enjoyed the new character skinder uh he's a lot of fun <laughs> that dude i i'd probably want to have a drink with him at a bar too cinders or um, lol garage <laughs> yeah lol garage <laughs> Skinder, Lol Garage, Lol Yeah. Uh he was great. I, I really liked um the, I, I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen Justified. I can't remember if this is a thing that Justified did regularly, but the way they're playing with information, who has it, who mm-hmm. doesn't. Yeah, who yeah, thinks they have it and who thinks they have enough to say what they're saying, but they're actually tipping their hand or tipping somebody else's hand. That intricate like who knows what when stuff is really exciting for me because there are several not, moments of that in this episode. Uh, not only is that a justified thing, that's very much an Elmore Leonard thing. And uh, gotcha. that, that, that style. And especially since there's like the people playing the games at all different levels of, um, mm-hmm. you know, capability and experience. And uh, there's some, you know, uh, it, it's always fun to see, the people that don't know better and think they know everything and how they act and behave and the people that do know better uh, and are aware that they don't know everything uh-huh. <laughs> and how yeah. they act and behave. Because uh, this guy's whole problem is just like he thinks, as they, he says right in the beginning of the episode, he can do whatever he wants. Like he has yeah. convinced himself because of his doodah dumb luck that he is untouchable. Um mm-hmm. And it's not too hard to to look step- around and find real life examples of people like this. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, and and he's, you know, I, I think he unknowingly made a mistake in the first set of episodes, first two, um, by killing this judge. He did. He really didn't know what he was doing there. Uh, here, he kind of knows exactly what he's doing with the Albanians. He thinks he's just invincible. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He could literally do whatever he wants. Uh, and I, I guess if you don't care whether you live or die, that's kind of true. <laughs> like, sure, do whatever you want, and eventually you'll be killed for it, you know? Yeah, he just thinks it's not that he thinks he's immortal. He thinks he's invincible. Yeah. Um, and I got, you know, a guy who, you know, when he started, uh, uh, when Sandy started talking about the Albanians and how seriously they take revenge, and I started feeling like, you know, this is like a Barry situation. Like you're gonna get involved totally. in this uh, hot dog guy, and then pretty soon there's gonna be Chechen assassins coming after you, and mm-hmm. no ho Hank is going to take. It's I, I don't uh, yeah I don't I don't know. And and I also liked the in that scene where Clem 
is like, damn, is this Albania or is or is this Detroit or Eastern Tennessee? Kind of like uh-huh. <laughs> showing the shell game the show is playing with is like, uh, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. or East Kentucky, you know? Yeah, or East Kentucky. Uh, yeah, so I really enjoyed this episode. And I think this is probably the last we're going to see of Skinder based on the end of this episode, but I kind of mm. hope not. Or or at least I hope there are as many entertaining Albanians still alive as dead. I, I'll posit that I bet Skin, I bet he's the least entertaining of the Albanians. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I hope you're right. Each, each Albanian more entertaining than the last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next Albanian will order a hot dog sandwich with it's no true. shame. That's true. <laughs> he's not. He's not afraid to, sh- to to answer the tough questions facing uh-huh. us today in society. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we should get into the recap. What do you say? Let's do it. There ain't nothing in life that comes for free. That's why we had this ad break. getting geared up for the 6th annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints. Except, it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, (laughs) now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. We're about 10 weeks out from House of the Dragon Season 2, and it's time to prepare for war. Which in our case means, well, watching a lot of Hot D and reading a lot of Fire and Blood. Each week between now and June 16th, Maester Anthony and his co-host Steve are hosting a watch of each episode of Hot D Season 1. And then me and Jim are going to host a discussion of the differences between the events on that episode and how they're recounted in George R. R. Martin's historical tome, Fire and Blood. That's right, I've resorted to reading dragon books. God help us all. We'll see if my fresh eyes add any new insights or predictions into season two. 
Arm yourselves with all the lore you can for the battles ahead. House of the Dragon returns June 16th, but we've got you covered until then. Check out all of our upcoming Hot D coverage on the Hot D feed or on Bald Move Pulp, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Home is wherever the podcast takes me. Welcome back to the Justified Podcast. All right, we start off in Gross Point, Michigan. We're really getting a tour of Michigan, huh? Going all over the place. Keep on uh, a watch for John Cusack. Wait, what? Should I get this I, reference? Haven't you seen Gross Point Blank? Uh, yes. That's the That's one where the he goes back to is, high school with Minnie the, Driver. And he and all goes that. back to here. This okay. is the this is the high school that he uh, graduated from. That makes sense. So it'd be funny in the midst of all the Albanian uh, Clement action <laughs> if there is uh, Dan Aykroyd and John Cusack uh-huh. having a having a shootout in the background too. Yeah, uh, Carolyn gets a tax lien for over hundred thousand dollars, and she calls Jamal to tell him to deal with it because it's his problem. And then Clement shows up with a busted face, wants to take pictures of it for evidence against Raylan, and she tells him to stay away from her and stay away from the marshal. Uh, I like she, this setup. We're learning more and more about Carolyn's predicament, and we kind of knew Jamal was a problem in that first episode, but this one really shows how it's affecting her life. You know, she gets this tax lien, and then later we see her wanting to apply for associate judge, and she she decides not to because there's a question on there about tax liens. Yeah, I think this was a really interesting development that. Uh, you know, you think it like when she meets with Jamal, it's like, oh, he's a bad dude. He's getting her into this or that and the other. But like, it's also like these choices that she's made seemingly out of loyalty to people who did right to her in the past mm-hmm. are catching up to her and kind of like preventing her from fully realizing her future. It seems like she's got a very bright future. She's a very capable lawyer. She should mm-hmm. be eyeing circuit judge. Um court vacant it's it is kind of there's something ghoulish about her because i think the idea you're supposed to get is she's trying to slide in the judge guys yeah that's his position um Mm. but yeah she's ambitious and she's bright and she's capable but she's being held back by all these entanglements uh with her husband with clem and uh it's uh it's too bad on the other thing i got is that she is not in control of this situation she is afraid of clem she gives clear boundaries to Clem that he freely ignores to make her feel unsafe and threatened. I felt sorry for her because she's got the yeah. whole uh, she got a tiger by the tail, but that's not an you know that's not an enviable position. You know, we say that as like, oh, mm-hmm. you got your you you got the but like having a tiger by the tail, one not a good move. place to be. And the tiger's gonna bite you, right? Like tiger. Yeah, you got you got the the ass end all locked down, but what you got any plans for the teeth <laughs> and the, the 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 claws? So and she does kind of talk Clem down here sternly, right? She's able to set those boundaries, but you almost feel like it's because Clem is amused by respecting them in yeah. some way, right? He, like yeah. like he, it's only by his good grace that. <laughs> that she's able to send him on his way here. Yeah, he's like a child. He's like, oh, I'll do whatever I want. So if it's what I want is the lie, I want to leave right now. But um, right, right. I also think that like I, I do wonder what he has over her and her situation that she is so reticent to, you know, 
I guess, betray him. Oh, she's not that really reticent to betray him. She won't do it officially. You know, she won't do it. Uh-huh. She won't work with the bar, but she will try to use back channels to take him down. She's excited about Sweetie, you know, having the murder weapon that he could pin on her. But, like, I, I just feel like she's in a really precarious situation. Yeah. Um, it probably has something to do with Sweetie, too, because they're all connected, right? So maybe, you know, Clem has has some implied threat against Sweetie because he and thinks... He- he has the gun like everybody thinks they have this gun mm. except for sweetie actually has the gun mm-hmm. and now none of them know where it is yeah like what did he have on peep because now he's got the judge's book and he doesn't understand it but clearly uh, that's a big treasure trove huge. of nope that people don't want to get out uh and but he had that this is something that just fell into his lap so he had mm-hmm. stuff that was backing her off backing sweetie off before then and i don't think it's just the you know sweetie's complicity in the uh uh the wrecking the rip and roll killings. that yeah that, that that he that that, that clem did it's it's something else um okay like i said yeah, that's just what I likes to do like plays with its cards close to the vest and uh we'll see uh if any cards fall out Right, we go over to the Detroit police station where Raylan's daughter is not talking to him. The cops are talking, though, about the case. And uh, first time through, I had literally no idea what they're trying to decide to do here. Uh, they speak so quickly in such lingo and like mm-hmm. and, and in shorthand. And I'm just like, whatever, guys. Guess I'll wait till the next scene to see what you're trying to do. <laughs> uh, what they're actually trying to do is decide who to go arrest and uh, yeah, and harass essentially. Do they have enough? If they mm-hmm. do have enough, who should they pick up? Do, yep. Can they make things stick? Uh, the answers to all those questions are no. <laughs> it turns out, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Brill, of course, there to offer a lot of legal, extra legal options. Uh-huh. You know, just black bagging someone, taking them out to a field, cacao. See if he can uh, fly off a building. Away. Yeah, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. got all kinds of ways to. You think Brill's got the balls to do anything like that? Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't call it balls. I would call it lack of brains. Well, I mean, it's one thing to like, oops, accident. You know, to like rough, uh, to 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 roughly toss someone's bar it's another thing to like uh you know oops you bumped your head uh too hard getting getting into the police cruiser it's another thing to throw some dude off a uh, off a roof for sure but i really didn't like that scene of him sticking the dog on the guy last episode that was malicious and that's like petty bullying petty bullying actual murder of a dangerous person i don't know yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see uh, Raylan talks, or sorry, takes Willa to get some breakfast, and Willa asks him what's going on. Raylan tells her she was messing with a killer, and she needs to understand that. Tries to impress that on her how dangerous this is, and she just brushes him off. Uh, this this is another frustrating scene for me with Willa, but they're gonna they're gonna double back on this scene in the next half of it and make me like completely reverse my position on what's going on here oh see i'm because this one i'm I'm, like oh fuck just listen to your dad he's trying to keep you out of trouble and then the next part of this i'm like okay i understand where you're coming from um i yeah i i think i got most of this um i will say that like man people are having a hard time with the willa 
part of this show. Uh, a lot of the feedback we got this week, and unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to read feedback this week because we just had surprise double justified episode, surprise double enterprise up, or no, I'm sorry, enterprise strange new world episode. I'm just getting caught back up with the recording schedule, and we had an interview to we had fin- a bunch of bullshit podcasting stuff came up. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I'll get to it next week, but I will say that a lot of people are just like absolutely not with uh, this Willa thing with uh, Timothy Oliphant's daughter. Um, I feel like Miss Oliphant here, a very good analogy to make is Eddie Furlong. If you don't recall, he was John Connor from Terminator 2. Oh, yes. Very young, very green. There's something in the like rawness intensity that James Cameron liked. He cast him and then everybody's like, oh, great movie. But this kid sucks. I don't think and I, we thought I had the podcast on this, right? Because I don't think Eddie Furlong sucks. I think Eddie Furlong's playing mm-hmm. a really good young punk ass teenager who's bounced from foster home to foster home, thinks his mom's crazy. Uh Having said that, there's probably 30 actors in Hollywood of his age that could have done that role better, that had more experience, more training. Um, sure. But that's, I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, if you don't, if you know, like, like uh, it's it's entirely possible that we would not be watching the show had Willa not been cast as she'd been cast. So it's like, and I, and I, and I'm also in that person, I'm not, I don't think she's ruining it. I think she's acting like an awkward kid. But um, it is very Eddie Furlong. It is it is sometimes frustrating to watch a a very green actor struggle with this what I think is awesome material, mm-hmm. uh, and very um, sympathetic material. Uh, and I just like man, I hate seeing feedback where people are like having trouble connecting to the show just because of that. But you know that's uh, that's that's the breaks. Why yeah, it'll happen. Why spend six years making a television show and a character famous if you can't uh, pull some weight for your offspring, you know? Yeah. Are you saying there's a bit of real life leaking into this? Like, Timothy, Dad, why are, why can't we spend time together? Well, I'm working on this TV show. Oh, my God. And I, I just can't. <laughs> you know, it's dangerous. The director, he's a wild man. <laughs> you uh-huh. know? Who knows Grand what will Yost. happen if you come to set. Well, you got a wild Yost coming at you <laughs> with the clapboard. Uh-huh. I don't even know. You don't even know. Yeah, I, I uh No, I'm kidding. I, I have no insight into that, but it, it, you know, I look, I see what people are saying. It's not bothering me that much. Um I will say I notice it for sure. Mm-hmm. But look, it's like less than ten minutes out of this entire episode. It's like five minutes, maybe. I can handle that. And I think the stuff th- there's stuff that she does later in the episode that I think is very good. Yeah, I think that that scene and, in the airport is is pretty damn good. But to actually talk about they actually talk about this scene. I like it that like it's this. Um, we we've talked about that there's this um, kind of genre that's essentially like millennial Gen X wish fulfillment, where they can you know they 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 have a problem, they talk with their boomer parents, and their boomer parents like come correct and ever. I don't I like this yeah, is yeah. like the opposite of that. That's like uh, I don't know. This is a generation a zoomer slash alpha uh, frustration with Gen X that thinks they might be a better parent than they actually because that's you know to Rayland. Yeah. Rayland, are you a good dad? He probably is comparing himself to his father, uh-huh. the Lord of fucking thunder uh-huh. or whatever. 
and he thinks he's probably killing it. He's crashing. You know, it's like, well, I haven't had to bail. Uh, she hasn't had to bail me out when she's 15 because uh, mm-hmm. I got drunk and disorderly or anything like that. But he is a shit kind of Raylan's a shitty dad. Like we were kind of questioning yeah, that. I think it's a hundred percent fact that he is kind of an absent dad that, you know, he wants to be there and he'll say yeah. he'd be there and like, I'll pick it. But he, he gets so lost in the sauce of doing this job that like, uh, you know, Oh yeah, I'll pick you up next weekend. Oh, I'll get you the next weekend. And just like he, and, and she is not even really trying to accuse him. She's not angry. She's trying to explain to him in ways that she's been taught to kind of relate in terms of emotional green zone, blue zone, all that. And he's just, not capable of hearing it probably because a oh, lot of the guilt it. that he feels he hears it he's just not capable of doing anything about it something something about him when the call of duty is is on he answers it every single time right yeah and and yeah. always at her expense is, mm-hmm. is what i'm getting so and the expectation is like well you're kind of an asshole if you say something because i got such an important job that is uh <laughs> sure. protecting so many important people and, th- and that is kind of true and that's why it's uh-huh. so insidious because like the willa knows that but like uh-huh. honestly the hundredth time it happens you're kind of the asshole for not rearrange like 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 you know like willa said if, if it was important for me to be with you you would have made arrangements that would have kept me safe mm-hmm and you go back and you, that first episode, if he'd just been to his chief and been like, look, I promised my daughter, I understand the judge requests me personally, and this might be bad for my career or whatever, but I'm out of here. I put in my vacation yeah. request. Fuck off. I don't care. And you know what? I bet Mo and Brill solved the crime eventually. Uh-huh. I, I that That's the tragedy is like I'm betting that you do not need Raylan Givens to catch this guy. Sure. But... He's I think Maureen, harm- Maureen could do it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. That that's a that's a that's a character weakness. If you think that you're the only person that can do a job, and you can't trust your coworkers to get it done. Yeah, you're probably an asshole. Um, but that's a that's that's a consistent character point. Like Raylan's not a like his coworkers don't like him. His bosses don't like him. He's a massive mm-hmm. pain in the ass. He's super cool to watch. Mm-hmm. But I would hate to be his wife, his daughter, his son, his boss, his partner. Right. <laughs> Sure. So I don't know. Yeah. I like it. It feels like the this season is like the chickens coming home to roost for Raylan. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, Sandy gets arrested at work by Wendell. They also search Sweeties for the gun and the Albanian suite for the diary that Clement took off the judge. And he's he's also arrested. All of them are arrested. Uh, oh man, them busting up Sweeties' place. Tragic, right? And is you there... see Sweetie walk in and the pain on his face when he sees like them. You know, this is well, like his partner says later, this is just a shame. It's a waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's punitive, right? That's the thing oh, course, about yeah. um the what these uh the, these cops are doing. Uh and, and the <laughs> Yeah, the thing about it, uh how do they because they don't treat the Albanian suite the way that they treat Sweetie's bar. Well, they're not there to look for anything, but to just... No, they are. Know. They're looking for that diary. Oh, oh are they? Uh-huh. Yeah, because later they say we didn't get the diary. Hmm. Is that because... Uh-huh. Uh, um, uh, Detective Bunk? <laughs> it's not Bunk, but no, what is Wendell. it, Thompson? Wendell. Oh, I don't know is his that, last name. Is that because Wendell's running it and he's more professional? And But you got Probably. Brill... 
Brill, Sack, and Sweeney's place. I felt really yeah. bad for Sweeney. I felt really bad for Sandy because, you know, she's there trying to do her job. She's got some dude calling her over there to blow his dice all the time. I don't know what the etiquette on that, on having cocktail girls blow on your dice. Uh, I, I feel like... I, I don't know. It's probably up to the individual uh, server. Yeah. yeah. Some would I'm probably not the type of guy that would do that. As long as you're tipping... Like, yeah, I would I assumed either. where I won, where I where I if you if you tip it that you probably could get a person to blow on your dice for luck. I don't know. Sure, maybe he's being a super creep, but like clearly she hates this job. Her boss is a dick. She gets arrested, and her boss is right there in her face, like, "Oh, I knew this was going to happen." Oh, Sandy, oh, it's like, oh god, just the worst. I get the feeling that there's an implication with blowing on the dice, like the Frank Sinatra song. Right, he's talking about the the woman that he came to the casino with. And you know it's all it's all a veiled metaphor, but he. I don't he, like the way the it came, Jim. <laughs> the woman he arrived at the casino with arrived. Mm-hmm. Nope, that's still too sexual. Yep. See, see, entered. You fucking. Nope. You can't. No. You can't. You can't launder this this anecdote. Frank Sinatra, get out of here. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, he shows up at the casino with this woman who he's clearly got a relationship with. It's not like he's having the waiters blow on his dice. It's the woman right. that's supposed to be with him. That's custom. So you got. You got to. You got a gal Friday for that kind of thing. Sure, sure. But then having the waiter do it for you, that seems like there's an implication there because of that song, right? Is there also an implication that this guy is a loser? Like, like oh, she yeah. would gladly blow uh, <laughs> garage, uh, Jal Garage or whatever. L- L- uh, yeah, Lil Garage. <laughs> LOL Garage has got a dice. But, like, uh-huh. this guy's got, like, no prospects. He works second shift at Best Buy or something, and she's like, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. I think so. But what are you going to do? Uh, then Willa tries to get her dad. This is the second half of that scene. Tries to get her dad to admit that this case would be a lot easier if she weren't around. And Raylan kind of, you know, gets what she's putting down and promises to do better. And she says, don't you go backstabbing me. Apparently, uh, that bitch in uh, Florida backstabbed her and got her nose broke. Yeah, um, she's pushing boundaries here left and right. You know, she's cursing mm-hmm. uh, with, right in front of her dad. He, you know, she says bitch and fuck in the same scene. And I get the impression that it surprises Raylan that this is not something he's used to. I don't know if this is just a boundary pushing thing or trying to get his attention no, to say it's this that, is serious. I, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, a lot of times kids acting out is attempts to get attention from their parents or to let them, to, to get their parents to take something seriously. And it's like... Uh, yeah, I've done that, for sure. And I hate to say it, but sometimes it's really inconvenient the way your children have problems sometimes. <laughs> like, sure. You, you know, uh, it's not often like when you feel like... Ah, oh, work is going great. I'm in top tier physical health. I'm getting a full night of rest. And oh, my my teenager is deciding to get in some legal trouble or they're going to decide to experiment with their. It's like it's never it's always like you, you know, it's like, oh, God, enough. But like, that's the last thing you want to bring that energy. Like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, the last thing I need right now is you fucking yeah. shit up. Right. But that's what Will has got. Apparently for a large part of her life growing up with Raylan. That she is just inconvenient. That line where uh-huh. he's like, I wish you would just say it. That I get in your way and it'd be easier if I'm not around. And he Which goes. Is technically true for his job, but also. Well, when, he, when he says, 
do you know what it's like to hear that? And she's like, do you know what it's like to ask? Like, God damn. Mm-hmm. And Draylon's credit that that gives him pause, right? He he doesn't he doesn't give her, uh, you know, another smooth line to make to kind of brush this all off. I feel like he's taking this stuff to heart. It's just what can he what can Raylan Givens do about this? Well, and the well, the sad thing is by the end of this episode, his best solution mm-hmm. is to, to send her fo- foist her his daughter uh, and make it Winona's problem. Uh-huh. So y- there's another long line of betrayal, another notch on Winona's boat that's t- a belt that's another time Raylan's fucked me over. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just, it's just sad. So, and I, I think he might be right. The best he can do is get her the hell away from this situation, but damn, that's sad. Yeah. And, and you wonder like, maybe he should get himself the hell away from this situation too. Right. And then like, the clear implication, the other thing, the, is like, all these things are, are being, are unsaid and Raylan's like tack is essentially like, I don't like it when you bring up these obvious things because now it makes me feel bad. Why can't you just see that there's nothing that I can do about this and not feel mm-hmm. any way particular any, you should still love me as a dad. Give me free hugs no matter how many times I let you down because like my job is so, and is so important. And why can't you just get that? Like that's such a, this is yeah, such a shitty thing. Me to, of all the guilt. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a really shitty thing to uh, to do to a kid. Mm-hmm. And it's tough because I like, uh, you know, you didn't have this kind of baggage in the original Justified series, and so it was oh, a he lot did. More fun. He was just he was just fucking over Ava and fucking over Anona, and fu- you know, it's like he's yeah. He, but, but they were but, adults. But like this, it, there's something different yeah, yeah, yeah. about like when they can walk away from him without you know any right. real consequence this is his daughter it's right it's a whole nother level and it's kind of yeah. sad to see it was it was a lot more fun to watch him do this shit in justify than it is yeah in city primeval because yeah he was hurting i guess people with more agency <laughs> uh, why you don't usually have uh, you don't usually saddle action action heroes with with kids like mm-hmm. you might kill a kid to incite them to action but you don't usually have them like sure babysitting you know yeah it's no fun <laughs> Uh, all right, douche cop interrogates Clement, Wendell interrogates Sandy, and Marine interrogates Sweetie. All these cops are lying through their teeth, trying to get one of them to give something up. Clement claims he's going to sing. He asks for a tape recorder, and when he gets it, he does just that. He sings a song to Raylan through the one-way mirror. Yeah, we're, another we're white stripes. It's The thing is, is like I've already decided this guy's a fucking scumbag, and I'm not... But, like, I... And I'm like kind of rolling my eyes when he starts singing. But by the time he's getting to the window and he's licking it and rubbing his nose on it, I'm like kind of laughing despite myself. Because he, he, yeah. he it's so is Raylan, right? Like Raylan's there uh-huh. with a grin mm-hmm. on his face thinking this guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he knows he's going to be a problem, but he also, he's kind of entertained by him. Yeah. No, they don't have, I mean, the, the whole at the end of this is like you just realize that they've got nothing and they were hoping and it's probably mm-hmm. pretty good hope that one of these perps would suspected perps would make a mistake and uh, yeah. buy the bullshit and and talk to him and uh, they didn't. That's the thing. Uh, and they're not only are they not getting the information they want out of anybody, but they're giving mm. away information that these guys don't have. Like douche cop tells. uh clement that sandy goes to sweeties after the bridge he didn't know that yeah. 
And that's the thing is like they don't know that. They haven't found uh-huh. the gun. That's just like that could get Sandy killed. Yep. And, and they Brill tell an uh, they tell Sweetie Sandy just gave us the gun when in fact she couldn't because she didn't have the gun. Sweetie had it all right. along. So And that's probably I think uh, if he oh, knows man, they don't I wish, have anything. I think if you really deconstruct the dialogue that there is something the cops say that clicks with each individual one of them that lets them yeah. know that they're not and that's the one for sweet I don't know what the others were I don't know what the like, Sandy one is because with Clement it's the the fact that she went to Sweetie's after the bridge which he did not tell her to do right yeah and then he yeah. asked later about the gun so what'd you do with the gun you know uh huh um, so I clicked for him but I don't know what like, Sandy's is I the uh Wendell, Detective Wendell, Detective Robinson. I feel like maybe he's the only one that didn't fuck up because yeah. he was like really careful. In fact, he was right on when he's talking to Sandy. He's like, you know, you had that squeezed out look. Mm-hmm. You had it the night at the casino, you had it that standing at the bridge, you had it going into Sweeties, but when you're walking out, you didn't have that look. So like So something happened in Sweeties. Yeah, and I think that's just like they're trying to show you which people are good at the job and which people are kind of shit yeah. at the job. And guess what, Brill, Brill kind of shit. I, at the that's job. weird because I didn't really expect Marine to be bad at the job. Uh, and and she's not what she. That's what I'm saying. I don't know that it's true that they each say something that fucks up the investigation. It might just be Brill, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Brill's giving info away. Marine's yeah. just overplaying her hand, saying Sandy yeah. gave us the gun. He knows that she can't give him the gun. Right. Or that if she did give him the location of the gun, it won't be there when they go to look for it. Right. Anyway, uh, Raylan tells the chief uh, what happened, and he's not happy. Willa talks up her dad to Carolyn before Raylan pulls Carolyn aside and tells her to stop defending Clement because he's a murderer. She says, yeah, well, if he's a murderer, go prove it. Do some police work. And, you know, the whole thing, because he's getting riled up, he's like, she grabs him. It's like, look, not everyone gets to be angry like you. Not everyone just gets to go and kill, like, <laughs> invent legally justified reasons to murder people, right? All right, um, there are three reasons this could be. A, he's white. B, he's a marshal. C, he's Raylan fucking Gibbons. I think Which do you think all, she's referring to? All uh, of them? They're, all, they're all three, like, uh, Spartan warriors overlapping each other with shields, you know? Uh-huh. It's, it's <laughs> created a phalanx. Just one alone, yeah. one alone strong, probably doesn't get the job done. All three of those, there's no fucking way. Yeah. Um, but this is, like, it's funny because, like, these are, it seems like the first three episodes of this season are deconstructing the Raylan mythos. Uh-huh. Like the other, like giving a voice to the other side of like why he is so, uh, why he's so much fun for us to watch, but he's so infuriating for the people around him. Um, yeah, makes a lot of and sense. And also, like the other thing that makes Raylan not completely hateable is that he feels kind of put upon too, because his boss is like, Raylan, you're fucking all this shit up. He's like, Send well, me home. I didn't. I don't want to be here. Send me home. Oh, you want me to send Ellie? Well, then keep me here. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Like, you just, what are we yeah. having this conversation for? Just do what you're gonna do, and I'll yeah. do what I'm gonna do. All right. He's like one of those dogs that, like, you know, the 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 cage with the electrified floor, the learned helplessness. Like, haven't you seen an experiment where they did the, you know, like. Uh, uh, they, they they shock the floor of the dog when a light comes on so the dog starts like getting on a platform and I, I can't remember exactly but then there's some dogs that they just shock just you know intermittently for no fucking reason and eventually those dogs would stop 
trying to get away from the shock. Uh, they call it learn helplessness. Like you taught the dog that there's wow. nothing they can do to improve the situation in life. That's I felt horrible. like in this scene, Raylan felt like that that trap dog where it's like I I I can't. <laughs> there's nothing I can do to improve yeah. my life. I can't I can I can't let this murderer go free. I can't let my daughter down. My fucking supervisor is screaming at me. My partners are yelling at me. Uh, yeah. The defender, the def- yeah, the public, the public defender's pissed at everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did we see this in the first uh, two episodes where they were at the restaurant, and I knew Willa ordered her dad the most ridiculous drink on the menu, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize she ordered one for Carolyn. Did we see that, or is this like new info? Yeah, yeah, no. Okay. He, she she that. ordered she ordered the drink, uh, and that's that's the big sparkler concoction that came to her. Oh, I thought it came episode. to Raylan, and that's why they left. No, no, no. Will ordered okay. it for her on Raylan's Jesus behalf. Jesus Christ, kid! Come on. <laughs> uh, I right, like Ray- Carolyn. She's really sweet about how she handled that. You know, like oh, Spark uh-huh. was a nice touch. You know. Yeah. Uh, also, he's pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's all right for a white come guy. Come on, man. Oh, is that what his 15-year-old white daughter is saying? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Raylan's staying at Marine and Bill's house. He sees his daughter enjoying the company of their daughters, and then he's thinking about the case, and it's not sitting right with him that Clement isn't connected in any way to this judge, and that Clement isn't jealous of the Albanian who Sandy spent the night with. It's It's all a bit strange in his mind. And it is, like... The, he like Raylan's pondering a question that has no satisfying answer because the answer is it's all random chance. Yep. Yeah. I mean the, the Albanian stuff. He's on to something here because they do have a plan around that. But the judge stuff. True. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not connected in any way. Yeah, but he's looking for how they connect, and they're just mm-hmm. never gonna. And then you know the stuff where he's watching um, his daughter play with the other daughter. Is this going to come back? again when he goes to say goodbye to her as she's sleeping but this is kind of the life that he knows that she could have with him if they were more of a family unit or if he were less of a marshal um, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's sad because this is what he wants her to have all the time but she doesn't it's it's funny when Mo said oh look at the marshal doing police work it gave me pause because I realized like Raylan doesn't really do a lot of detective work. This is Raylan's detective work. I'm looking for a guy. All right, I'm going to go down to the corner store. Where's this guy? All right, I'm going to go to a trailer. Where's this guy? I'm going to go to the whorehouse, local whorehouse. Where's this guy? And eventually, (laughs) he finds the guy. But Uh he doesn't, like, pick up shell casings and do soil samples and dust for fingerprints. He He just rolls around asking where's this goddamn guy until he finds him. Uh huh. Applying leverage, uh, sometimes physical leverage. <laughs> you know. So maybe we'll actually see him Batman some shit here. I don't know. Do some do some detective work. We'll see. All right. Sweetie cleans up the wreckage of his bar uh, with one of his employees. Turned out he grabbed Clement's gun and hid it from the cops. And he puts it behind the jukebox instead of the ceiling, hoping that Clement won't have access to it when he's in a bind and he'll get killed, get got. Is this his employee or is this his partner? Like long-term romantic partner. Because I definitely got a little bit of sparks. Like they're having like, you know, obviously they're mad at each other at the beginning. 
Uh-huh. But when like Sweeney pulls out that pistol and the way I felt like there was something intimately familiar in the way they were interacting. Huh. Could be. Yeah. I, I could be way off, but like I just assumed uh, who would be here helping him sweep up probably an employee. But yeah, you you could be right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you can have uh, intimate relations with your employee. <laughs> That came out uh-huh. wrong. You can be like, yeah, we, you, can. you and I. It's not advised. Yeah. May not physically, but we're yeah, we're 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 you know we're more than just colleagues, employees here. Sure. Uh, I've got to I got to wonder. So Sweetie doesn't really know what he's doing here either, right? Like, well, he does. So he says he's going to take away Clement's ace in the hole by hiding this gun somewhere else. But really, he's taking away Sandy's ace in the hole primarily right because she hit it there clement doesn't even know it's here clement thinks it's he yeah, thinks it's in the river it's, yeah 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 sandy no. thinks it's here so sandy's gonna be the one who needs this ace in the hole and isn't gonna find it yeah Ooh. that's interesting like, again classic leonard leonard plotting but sweetie knows that right but sweetie also probably thinks that sweetie clement told sandy to come hide it here that's that's exactly right. So he yeah, thinks that think right. he thinks that Clement knows it's here. Clement doesn't know it's here. Sandy knows it's here. She's gonna need it, but he thinks that Clement's gonna need it. It's kind of brilliant. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there such a thing as a cop insurance? Because I think Sweetie should get some. Like I, I, what are the? I mean. Can this man afford to just rebuild his entire fucking bar to buy new furniture that they sliced open to in this in this buy all new stock? It's my understanding that the city is going to have to make him whole since yeah, they didn't when? find anything. Two well, years that's, from that's, now, when after he's closed up shop and can't get a liquor yeah, license I, again, I've, I've heard depending on the department and the municipality and all that that like that can be a very hollow. Yeah, you know. That could be a very hollow promise, but uh, and and also you're missing, yeah. Like if it, let's say, it takes them six months to go and fix everything. Like, what do you do? Stay closed for six months, right? Uh, Zero income, have to close the bar, lose your liquor license, you can't get it back because somebody else has bought ooh, it. Like, right? And it sounded like he had some kind of sweetheart, like off the books relative kind of deal, where like he like literally might not be able to get a liquor license again ever. Yeah, no, this kind of shit can ruin people's lives. That's what I mean. Like, you need it does you need insurance? Yeah, yeah it does. Like, it's um, and the poorer you are, the worse it gets. Like, I, I I've seen heard so many stories of people whose lives you can trace back their being homeless to a two hundred fifty dollar traffic ticket that they just couldn't afford, uh-huh. and then or even just getting appear. stopped and hassled and not ticketed and just cause yeah. delay in their schedule where they, they were supposed to get to a job interview they, or get to work and they were late and, and they got, got fired and and it's uh yeah, yeah. it uh, there's stuff in uh in uh shit what's the the latest HBO uh oh we own the city yeah there's stuff in we own the city about that right one yeah. of the characters oh, yeah. in that ha- got hassled lost his job all that it doesn't take much. I mean, you know, people uh, live on razor uh, margins, and it doesn't take much to turn a taxpayer into uh, a quote unquote drain on the system. I, I, I think mm-hmm. I think there's improvements that could be made in the American justice system. <laughs> of course, I think of there's course. some tweaks. Yes, some some minor things we could do here and there to to make it more humane and just. But and then I contrast what, that what with Carolyn. What's going on with her? And she has a hundred thousand dollar tax lien. 
It's a massive bill, which I get the impression she could probably just afford to pay. Ooh, but, I don't know, but how many of those and how many? Right, yeah, right. How far is she going to let Jamal push it? That's just a ta- yeah. That's just to back taxes. Like what other yeah. debts? Um, and and who else do they owe money to? You know, sure, sure. And and you know, if she does pay it, what license does that give Jamal to just continue his behavior? Right, rack up another hundred thousand dollar tax debt. It's not. Yeah, it's not going to go yeah. away just because she pays it. She, but she probably yeah. could. I mean, this is a very nice house she's living in. Um, so as you've got that other end of the spectrum where it's like it's holding her back in her career, but it's not threatening to destroy her life. At least not yet. I we'll wouldn't see. think we'll hundred thousand dollars with her like in, but that hundred thousand dollars is a lot for it a, is a defense attorney. I would think you know, uh, they'd be it'd be a yeah. lot for a federal judge. Uh, you know, you have to be multiple millionaire. You know, tens of millions of dollars before the, like hundred thousand dollars starts becoming eh, whatever. Especially well, since like I saw, you I saw where the judge off. lived, I, I saw where she lived, and I'm looking at these going. I don't know if this is all just salary, um, right? I definitely that got book floating around. I definitely got that opinion that yeah, I mean they're telling us multiple ways that uh, at least Judge mm-hmm. Guy's dirty. She's dirty too. Yeah, Jamal's um, got something on her. Hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Everybody seems to be in a bind here. So Clement wakes up feeling better and he wants to have sex with Sandy. She won't do it unless he brushes his teeth, which he won't do. Okay, dude, sure. Uh, he asks Sandy what she did with the gun. She says she threw it in the river and she tries to toast her bagel, but Clement won't let her. Hmm, that's weird. Oh, because the book is in the bagel. Yeah. I, cause I, yeah. Okay, because I was like, what the fuck is... But why is he, why doesn't he just, I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get Clem. Because to me, if Clem pulled this shit, the first time he's changed his, uh, uh, um, the first time he turns his back, I'm getting in that toaster and figuring out what the fuck is in there. Right. But Sandy already knows about the book. So like, why is he being this way? Maybe he's trying to let her think the cops got it. Could be that she doesn't trust him because the, the doesn't trust her anymore because of the gun uh-huh question and until he knows he can trust her he's being but like yeah. this is uh you gotta move the book dude once you once you uh make this giant deal over your girlfriend mm-hmm. not being able to toast her fucking bagel you know you can't leave it in the bagel machine because she knows something's there where's he gonna hide it his tidy whities i mean come on the guy doesn't wear clothes do you think do you think clem even do you think clem even enjoys sex or is it something he does just to control sandy it can be both. Uh, I suppose. Maybe he enjoys the he fact enjoys that it. he controls Andy's <laughs> yeah. sex. Yeah, it might be a power thing for him. Because that's what it does. Like, I never get to, like, do you even like fucking bro? Or do you, <laughs> what is this, like, <laughs> some kind of 3D chess you're playing all the time? Like, mm-hmm. what um, And then he asks about the Albanian, and she tells him about all the blood feuds that happen between families and the secret panic rooms they have. Yeah. You know what? I was kind of surprised that they're even still staying at the Albanians' suite. Like, the cops are just letting them stay there. They don't really have any right to be there. Well, they don't have any. It's a pri- I mean, they also don't have a right to kick them out. Uh, I wonder if the cops have made a uh, an uh, an attempt to contact Dell. Do you think Clems has killed him? Uh, oh, this is not the Albanians. Wait. No, I'm very confused. Skinner this is, is the guy. The so this is the guy that's got the crypt. This is the crypto millionaire. This is crypto that they're staying guy. with. Okay. The, 
Yeah, the Law Garage is this their latest yeah, yeah. casino He's mark. Uh-huh. But I wonder if this, especially if he stays gone, the longer he stays gone, the more I wonder if like Clem just murdered him. Didn't tell Sandy. It's possible, yeah. He could do whatever he wants. Obvious implication, the obvious uh, obvious analogy that they're making here is to the Hatfield and McCoys. You know, these ancient blood feuds and mm-hmm. these uh, these hillbilly feuds that they they get into, and they're you know again painting, trying to paint Detroit with the Harlan brush. And I think it's working pretty well. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing how the Albanians react to this episode. Yeah. Uh, quick scene here. Raylan says goodbye to Willa as she sleeps. Um, and then we go over to Carolyn, who wants to apply for the office of associate judge, but she's reluctant to answer the question about tax liens. And instead, she goes into an empty courtroom and sits in the judge's chair just for a thrill a little bit of wish fulfillment here uh, yeah is it just me or does the music on this show kind of suck like all the music they're playing is uh, everyone's co- being contemplative here like it just feels very much like primetime network crime drama the kind of shit that they made yeah, fun of on that. saving Sarah, Sarah or uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall you know how that guy's like, oh, I just play ominous chords. I just play, oh, melody, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like uh, I'm just. Burr, burr, that's what this. Yeah. It feels extremely lazy, and I don't. I haven't. I've only noticed it in these kind of dramatic things, but like, it. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty paint, paint by numbers. It feels. I agree, and it's hard to match up to uh, the original theme song from Justified. That's mm-hmm. that's a banger. Uh, this one yeah. doesn't quite compare and it's a lot shorter right they're not trying to do that long drawn out intro so even the, the theme song is not quite as good but yeah. what are you going to do we got to get out of this town alive we'll be right back try to make it super easy to support making podcasts at bald move just join the club but some people aren't a joining type or maybe they're already in the club but want to add a little bit of gratuity for an especially great season of coverage or for podcasts that really spoke to them or gave them that bit of support in a tough time for these and for whatever other reason you might have our tip jar is always open head over to support.baldmove.com and click the donate option to say hey keep doing what you're doing we appreciate it once again, check out support.baldmove.com for all the great ways to help me and Jim keep making the podcast you love. Since the dawn of time, we've been putting clothes on our back that identify us with our people, our group, our tribe. And why Bald Move might be one of the smallest, weirdest tribes out there, transcending all concepts of border, class, culture, and creed. We still have respect for the old ways. At support.baldmove.com, you can get t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more. We have something for every one of our podcasts, or just wear the four pips of the Bald Move logo with pride. Bald Move merch beats running around naked, and they make a great gift for the Bald Move fan in your life. Join our tribe! Head over to support.baldmove.com and click on merch to start shopping. You 
You've been listening to quite a few Bald Move podcasts now, but you're not in the club? Whoo boy, you are missing out. Not only are all of our premium club podcast feeds completely ad-free, but we have lots of other great content exclusively for people in the club. There's a weekly lunch with Jim and Aaron where we chat with fans about anything and everything from TV and films, food, fun, life advice, and more. But there's also Off the Clock, our premium podcast where we talk about all the shows we don't have time for on our public feeds. Plus, you get access to our full spoiler-filled first-round movie reviews of our newly released films. Don't forget Instant Take and Talk podcast where we give our hot takes and discuss television shows with our fans live and immediately after the episode airs. With mega shows like House of the Dragon coming this summer, we're going to have lots to talk about. Not to mention access to our fun and friendly community of club members with exclusive Discord channels and a dedicated forum. It's one of the best places on the internet to hang out and chat about pop culture. Bottom line, you're helping two regular type guys in the Midwest make the content you like to listen to, which some would say is reward unto itself. Help keep the lights on and the bits flowing at Bald Move. And get some awesome content for yourself. Head to support.baldmove.com to join the club today. I just poured a fresh shot of bourbon. We're back with more Justified. Um, Braylon goes to uh, the hot dog stand where Skinder works. Skinder, lol your eye, lol garage, claims uh, that he's marrying Sandy, but she wants him to meet her brother first, and it's obvious that he's Sandy and Clement's mark to Braylon. Yeah. We are apple cut in half. <laughs> I, I come what to he's this, saying I come is like to, they they're one in the same right they're yeah 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 they're, they're two halves to of the be, same yeah. yeah they're not just uh yeah they're they're uh, they're they're one they're uh-huh. meant to be and his whole like you know when i came to this country i thought uh, everything playstation and big butts but then the i meet i'm like yeah. dude she's literally playstation and big butt like come on uh-huh. come on man <laughs> come on yeah, buying her thirty thousand dollar ring. You're gonna propose to her. You just gotta, you just gotta meet her, her boy, her 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 brother that she's unusually close to. Like this mm-hmm. guy, how did he make a million dollars in hot dogs? I don't know, man. You don't. I guess you don't have to be a genius to. There's there's always money in the hot dog stand, as they say. What was it, Tyrannodogus or Dogosaur? I forget the name of his. It was, it was some just kind Tyrannodog. of dinosaur Tyrannodog, uh, right? Yeah, it's I gotta not say. a good name. <laughs> No, but I I I, I did kind of want to get a couple of hot dogs from there. I bet those hot dogs are fire. Sure, I I can go for a good hot dog. It's not bad. Uh, yeah, Tarana dogs probably got some decent ones. Yeah, because I feel like with hot dogs, because we got a we got an upscale hot dog place in it in this city. Mm-hmm. You don't get hot dogs there. You you don't pay fifteen dollars for a hot dog. They're expensive. You go up to like uh, what is it the. Uh, daddy franks in columbus i forget the the dirty franks in columbus where you're paying like 450 a dog that's where you go yeah. that's where you go they'll throw chili on there throw cheetos on there. anything improbable combinations mm-hmm. of things they'll put on hot dogs and or it looks like pick up it looks like there. a bombed out hole in the wall senate looks yeah. like a michelin restaurant and that's the yeah who wants a three who wants a three michelin star hot dog they have craft cocktails at what should be a hot dog stand. Not yeah. interesting. Not yeah. in, hot dogs are not fancy food. Let's not, I bet let's there's not, not pretend here. There's not even a drop of rat shit 
in those nope. Senate hot dogs. And you can taste it. You can taste the difference. <laughs> you can taste the distinct lack yeah. of lip and asshole in the meat. Wrong. And it's just not as good. It's not as good. It's not what I'm looking for. I'm not I'm not I'm not there for Wagyu beef. I'm there for a hot dog. God damn. Uh-huh. Not there for the polished floors. Stop polishing no. that floor, man. Don't worry about it. Just get the dogs out the door. That's it's funny because this whole episode, I'm looking for the Polish joke. And I feel like they keep on like hinting that they're going to make it. But they're like, nah, I'm not going to do it. Hmm. Brill has a good one later on, too. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, Sandy and Clement meet with Skinder at a bar. Clement tells a story about his mama being carried away by a tornado, which is a weird cutaway. I don't know what the show's doing here. It's really strange. Uh, it will, they, is it a, is it true? No, definitely You don't think not. so? Definitely not. Even a little not. Bit? No. <laughs> then mock, yeah, why cut away? away? <laughs> why cut away to the fucking intro to Twister? I don't understand. Even if it is true, why cut away? Just tell the story. Don't, you don't have to cut to a scene of them showing a twister sucking their mom away. I don't like the way you said sucking their mom away. Entering their uh, mom? Is that better? <laughs> I think... Damn you, Frank Sinatra. I think, yeah. <laughs> uh, famous blower of moms. I, I think that... Uh, I think it'd be. I think that there, there's going to, there's going to be something to this story and it's going to come out like in the penultimate episode. Okay. Yeah. I mean, gonna be some good we'll old see. twister. Uh, it's gonna be some storm seller, act something. Something's mm-hmm. gonna pivot around Sandy surviving. Uh, well, it's no okay because he's the the whole the whole fucking story is false. They're not even related. They're not brother and sister. They're not brother and sister. And and I want to say this is this is a panic room illusion. This is a warm up to the panic room discussion because where do you go when the twister comes? He is trying, right, the whole the whole uh-huh. fiction is that he's trying to make sure his little sister is provided for. Our family got wiped out by lack of, st- yeah, okay, we, we need a right. bunk. We wish we had a bunker to go to, that kind of thing. Yeah, and then when they the get big down one business. comes through, law garage, <laughs> uh-huh. where are you going to take my little sister? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah I was he's, a fool. I'm trying to find out where he keeps his cash. I way overthought that. Yeah, well, he pulled your shit. I mean, he pulled my shit. He pulled your shit. 100%. <laughs> God, Law Garage is so funny, man. Oh, he you're is. pulling my shit. <laughs> Ugh, so good. Anyway, uh, Maureen and Raylan are staking out this bar where they're meeting. And Maureen's talking about her dreams with Raylan and how she can't sleep. And when she does, she's just dreaming of Magic Mike, I guess, who turns out to be her husband uh, and her daughter's. And he asks how she's keeping her work and family life going so well. And she says, ah, just pretend. And the douche cop and Wendell show up to relieve him. It's funny because, like, you mentioned um, Raylan being disturbed about his daughter swearing and not saying anything about it. I think it's interesting that him, the first thing he says to Mo is like, do you realize you swear a lot? I think that shows that Mm -hmm. it is something that bothers him. He's thinking about it. Yeah. But also, maybe it wouldn't be so bad if Willa turned out like Mo, because he clearly likes Mo, like he mm-hmm. admires her. Yeah, I think so. Um, he's looking for life advice from her, so yeah, she mm-hmm. he, he thinks she's got something going on. <laughs> she's just oh, that's well, how crushing. It's like oh, you you know you yep. and Bill seem like you got it all. How do you make the domestic bliss thing work out? Ah, you just fake it till you make it. You just pretend. 
Yeah, we're, we so really don't. Uh, I guess Leo's, the law enforcement officers, just kind of have to live that way because their jobs are demanding. Yeah, it does seem if you're murder police, maybe you should just be a loner. Yeah, probably for the best. If I've, if I've learned anything with watching cop shows, it's just all alcoholism and broken marriages. You might as well just, yep, you know. All right, Sweetie gives Carolyn a hypothetical situation where he has the gun that killed the judge and five other people in the wrecking crew killings. She tells him in that scenario, you should turn it in and that I could get you a guarantee of immunity and he tells her to look into it. Hmm. Some tells me that guaranteed immunity is going to be problematic, not going to be as easy as everybody's thinking it's going to be. I think so. question is, will he know that? Will that be made obvious to him or will that kind of be hidden to get him to turn it in I don't know Uh, or he might never get the chance right like that's the thing if if the guaranteed immunity is on the table then something horrible will probably happen to him where he Mm. either can't turn in the gun because he doesn't have it now or he'll get killed for it something like that yeah Anyway, uh, Raylan packs up Willow's bags and tells her that she's leaving so he can do his job without putting her in more danger. She is less than thrilled with that. Um, he tries to give her that emblem, that, that Pontiac uh, emblem that she found, but she doesn't want it. Ooh, Chekhov's emblems now with Raylan. Is Raylan going to stab somebody? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um... Yeah, and it's like, you know, that's um it's pretty it's pretty rough stuff. Her uh well I guess we don't uh we don't actually get to where she's crying and pleading with him yet. This is not that scene. Yeah, the so, so what I don't like here is how she seems to think that he can do his job and be with her and keep her safe. I, I don't think that's really a possibility, is the problem. I this is how he's trying to keep you safe by sending you away. Now it's an it's a it's absolutely on the table that he should maybe not be taking these cases, maybe back off a little from the dangerous stuff so that he can be with you more. But I don't think he should keep you in this situation. And she really doesn't see that. She's like, "Oh, if you wanted me here, you'd find a way to keep me safe." No, I, he's that's what he's doing here. Well, but like. I think that's literally true. If you wanted me here bad enough, you would find a way to keep me safe, even if that means taking your fucking vacation, even if that means going to Glencoe like you always promised mom to be an instructor so you're not doing this dangerous shit. Maybe like when she says, I can't do my job and take care of you, mom does. It's not, she's not saying she's not an idiot. She doesn't think that like, oh, Willa's doing her administrative work at a real estate office or whatever the hell she's doing. She's saying there are jobs that people can take to provide for their children and their families that don't involve this immense danger that you can't be with them. But uh, like, yeah, I, I I didn't feel like that's what she was saying. I feel like that is the solution. Don't you don't think? What you know, do you think don't she's do the saying? Stuff. I I think yeah. she's saying in this moment, like, I want to stay here with you. Don't send me away. Find a way to keep me safe in this situation. And I think that's a terrible idea. You don't. But but so you don't think Raylan could. Because like I said, I think there's like three different I mean, things Raylan could do. So what you're saying is you think she's literally asking him to quit this case and go with her back to Florida yes. or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. To to keep his promise. The multiple promises I he's made. Before the show began be... and during the show. Yeah, I think that's what she's wanting him to do. 
but I, I don't think it's I don't think it it's is a my big impression ask. that she wanted him to you know he, he's obviously going to continue working on this case and what she was asking is figure out a way to keep me safe while you work on this case oh, and that yeah. is just impossible so right. yeah yeah I was thinking that sounded really dumb but I, I guess yeah if she's saying stop stop working on this case and just come be with me that makes sense mm-hmm and it's like also she's not trying on to I don't think she's trying to um uh it seems like she's pretty emotionally sophisticated with the whole green zone, blue zone, yellow zone, red zone talk and the fact that, you know, that's um it's a pretty strong relational negotiating tactic to not do the work for the other person, to be like, I don't know what the solution is here. I just know that if I was important to you, I would not be the C D E F priority in every fucking situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, you know, I, I, most 15 year olds in this position would be like, why don't you do this? Or why don't you do that? Why and then, then, then that gives Raylan position like, Oh, you dumb kid. That's what works because this, that, yeah, yeah. but all you, if you just go with like your emotional truth, which is like, I just know I'm not as important to you as this job. And I wish you would stop pretending otherwise. They, he's got nothing for that. I think that was a pretty sophisticated yeah, thing for her. Obvious by his actions, right? Like, yeah, every yeah. time he's supposed to be with her, being a parent, he's taking a phone call for this case or yeah. off and doing these, something else. These scenes are great because almost every single one is interrupted by his fucking phone frantically going off uh, by multiple people trying to, uh, you know, and he tries to, you know, snooze one and dismiss the end. They just keep coming. So it's like, yeah. and at the end, he he's, he he gives in and he takes the call, right? Like. Yeah, and he can't even he can't even break up with his daughter in peace, which is essentially what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so it's interesting. Like earlier in this episode, he does kind of try, but it's on his terms. It's weird uh-huh. because like she says, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm hungry. I want to go to breakfast with my dad. I don't want to." And they're I don't about want to go out. Machine. Yeah, and they're about to go out and do a bunch of arrests and a bunch and of interrogations and stuff. And he misses that intentionally. He's like. Yes, I need to be here with my daughter for this, but that's kind of the boring part that Raylan mm. doesn't care to do, right? Like bringing the perps in when they already know yeah. where they are, they already know mm. what they're looking for. All that stuff is kind of what's boring to him. So he's not mm. making a huge sacrifice there. It's kind of, eh, I'll just miss the boring stuff. And then as soon as there's, you know, more information or a new lead or something that he needs to, to track down, he's all about that. And he's sacrificing yeah. his daughter to do it. I could see that. Uh, so Clement and Sandy get Skinder super drunk. He proposes to Sandy, asks for Clement's blessing, but Clement won't give it until he sees the secret room. So Skinder agrees to take him to the room, and they get in their car. Uh, douche Cop and Wendell follow them, and Clement spots the tail and gives him the slip, causing them to wreck in the process. It's so it's such a smart criminal move. The like you suspect you're being tailed, so you just wait at the light. And then everybody, of course, like the the extra touch is everybody getting pissed off and going around them because this uh-huh. is Detroit. And, and then suddenly <laughs> Brill and, and, and Wendell are there like and Brill's like, <laughs> get down, get down. He's like, I'm six foot five. I can't get down. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Big brain on Clem. That's a that's a, a that's a plus move. The break. Yeah, he's tail. no dummy for sure. Like, you know, douche cop might think he's dumb. I think he's not a criminal mastermind, but he's smarter than he looks for sure. He's smarter than he looks. He's not as smart as he thinks he is. Yes. No one is that smart. Lex fucking Luther isn't as smart as he thinks he is, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. 
I'm sure there are people who are exactly as smart as they think they are. <laughs> In all directions, right? Isn't that Dunning-Kruger effect kind of a guarantee you can't? Like, if you're smart, yeah. you think you're stupid. And if you're stupid, you think you're smart. So it's like, maybe the person who's 100 IQ center. people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're the, the real masters. They're the, the absolute mean and knows exactly how smart they are. Perfectly balanced as all things should be. I know exactly how dumbass I am. <laughs> uh, Clement arrives at Skinder's building, finally. And Skinder takes them to the room. Clement asks what's in the safe um, inside of the room. So Skinder opens it, shows him his gun collection. They're all loaded, by the way, because uh, what good is an unloaded gun? Clement is angrily disappointed and puts the gun on Skinder, saying he wants to see the cash. Second time he's been stymied by Venmo. I love it. This dude doesn't keep cash. He keeps it all in Venmo, bro. <laughs> so good. <laughs> And that really yeah, and that's also, what this, pisses it, Clem off, right? He's like, because well, this is the uh, his bedrock principle: foreigners, immigrants, they don't trust banks. That a lot. So, like, the fact that this guy's doing Venmo is kind of like the show saying that Clem's old done. days of ripping, rolling people on cash is just da- done. Yeah, he's outmoded, man. You, you can't steal. Which the anecdotally, money in the anecdotally, you know. Uh, Drugs in Ohio, the the ones I like, have been have been legal for if you get carded and everything for quite some time. Um, but before then, the last few dealers I've had do business with Venmo and pay and and, and that was insane to me. Mm-hmm. But that was like a decade ago. People were starting to do like, oh yeah, just fucking z- zell me or whatever. What what's yeah yeah just, yeah, just, pay just me paper trail me you know get, yeah. get the paper trail app and and send me money through there yeah but it's like yeah if the fu- if your fucking weed dealers and your Albanian hot dog guys aren't keeping cash in the mattresses and what the fuck right yeah you're done uh, I also love Skinder being so excited about having music for the women yeah in his, in his uh. Sexy panic room. Panic, yeah, sexy panic room. <laughs> so good. Well, I tell you what, I feel like Clem's whole, and I guess that's, you know, Law Garage is just f- heroically drunk, but like Clem's entire effect the entire time is yeah. like, I'm going to rob you and I'm here for that reason only. Yep. And this guy just keeps on going past the flashing <laughs> red lights and uh, the, what, let me ask you this. Why does Clem ask him if he can still close the door? I was trying to think like, I I want to say he doesn't want to get tra- well. He doesn't want to get trapped in there. No, it doesn't make sense. I I really don't know. I'm trying to because he puts the gun on him when of... he goes for the button. Is it like a? Uh, it wouldn't be a call the cops panic button. That doesn't make any sense in that scenario, right? No, is it call his Albanian like brothers to trap him in here? I just think that Clint would kill this guy if he wants to kill this guy. Yeah, and there's obviously a way to get out. You can't really trap him in here, right? I wouldn't what think good so. Is a panic room that you can't get out of. Yeah, I was a little confused about maybe he just wanted him to turn his back so he could put the gun on him. Maybe I and he yeah. was like, "Hey, like you know, the guy would turn because he's so drunk, he's not thinking he'd turn." But like, uh, yeah, sometimes this show can be so subtle in what it's doing and and move so quickly that I kind of don't move with it. That's fine. And I imagine. I imagine that we will we that this will all all uh make sense by mm-hmm. next week 
oh, if yeah. there's something like i said it could just be that he wanted him to turn his back so he could pull the gun on him you know mm-hmm. always yeah, hard to pull a gun on something and right in someone's face you know i think Lim could do it i don't yeah, think he's probably. got any problems with that yeah i don't think i don't think law garage has got enough neurons firing the to come up with a, <laughs> no. his his only defense against Clem is come on bro I mean that's uh-huh. his <laughs> I think you need to get the fuck out yeah uh, and then finally Raylan escorts Willa to the plane she pleads with him not to send her home but when Raylan gets a work call about Skinder's place she boards the plane without saying goodbye with tears in her eyes begs her father not to send her away I'll even She's go very to good Graceland in this scene. with you dad I, I really like her in this scene. Yeah, Say I Say what suspect, you want about some others, but she kind of nails this one. I suspect 90% of the reason people don't like her is because of her voice. Yeah, she's doing a little bit of a baby baby voice kind of thing. And I thought that was like But she's 20 playing as 15 play. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that yeah. was intentionally trying to play on you know her dad's affection for her and, and trying uh-huh. to act like the, his little girl. And that might be the oh, case, but I thought it was just her trying to get into like a more immature uh, affect. But um, it could be, yeah. yeah. If, if you're it's, a twenty year old trying to play fifteen, what do you do, right? A little, and... little, little light and breathy. Uh huh. But uh, the, the the tears feel real in this scene. I I think yeah, she nails that part of it. Uh, and uh, the good. other tragedy is the phone phone goes off yet again and mm-hmm. it robs Raylan from getting a, a last last hug from her. I'm not sure if he's going to get it from her, but that definitely put the kibosh on it. My question mm-hmm. to you is how does Willa come back into the plot? Does Clem lose his fucking mind, drive down to Florida, <laughs> Miami, whatever, and like... Because if that happens, I would think that would be something way down in a season. Are we going to have like four or five mm-hmm. episodes where Will is just not even around? And then we might. I mean, as things get complicated with the Albanians, I could see it. Yeah. Because she actually went on walk. She scanned her ticket and walked onto the jetway. I don't oh, think yeah. you can just I don't think you can get like you can't just do a Yui, Right. Like once you get on the plane. Maybe until they like maybe until they wonder... close the door. I mean, there's a lot of things you can't do that Raylan's doing, right? You can't get to a gate without a ticket, but I guarantee what he did is flash his badge. So, oh yeah, there's probably a, fe- a lot of a federal agent. That... Federal agents probably can do that, but I, but she's yeah. not. Like, you know, I, I don't. Yeah, so like, but if I'm, she I'm says to... my father's a marshal and he's in the gate at the gate, and I want to say goodbye to him, maybe, maybe, maybe they know. radio out and see if he's out there. What if there's an air marshal on this flight? Uh, oh that could, yeah, that could coordinate things, but. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wonder uh-huh. if they're going for, like, Will is going to be going away for four episodes, which might not be the worst thing to get, like, let's just let Raylan be Raylan and then bring her in to kind of, like, wrap up this thread at the end. Or if she's going to pull mm-hmm. some Raylan shit where she gives, Tim, you know, like, Raylan giving Tim the slip. Uh, I wonder if she's going to do do that and just, like, you show up in the backseat of Raylan's car next episode. Yeah, all right could be both of them could be fun like getting getting you know we talked about the problems of having you know trying to be an action hero with a kid around uh so mm. just letting Raylan uncork and be Raylan would be fun uh but also yeah her her being a, a, a her railing 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 Raylan would be fun too yeah I can see it uh but that's it 
That's all. That we got. is it. Like I said, I apologize. I don't have feedback uh, this week. I just, I just literally physically ran out of time, and we're we're hard up against our schedule today, uh, trying to get a few last minute things fit in. So I will have full feedback to next week. Uh, please send in uh, feedback to justified at boldmove.com and uh, we'll we'll consider it next week. Um, if you would like to find out all the other things we're doing, recovering Foundation, recovering Star Trek Strange New Worlds, having a lot of fun with those. Uh, if you want to know what we're going to be doing during the strike, best way to keep up with what we're doing is whatever your favorite social media is, at Bald Move, unless it's TikTok, then it's at Baldest Move. Uh, you will be able to keep up to date with everything we're doing that way. Uh, and if you'd like to support us, um, you know, it takes some amount of money to keep these bits flowing and the lights on here at Bald Move. Uh, if you'd like to help us out with that, you can go to support.baldmove.com. Of course, you get a lot of stuff for your money, too. You get ad-free feeds, extra bonus audio, video content. Uh, but, yeah, it helps me and Jim keep doing what we're doing here. Otherwise, we will see you on the next episode of City Primeval. Until next week, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya. See ya.